Well, it's been a week since we covered uh, the weird statue episode. The creepy statue episode. Um, now we're here for episode seven of season two, The Revenge. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, good, good stuff in this one. When revenge is done right, it's great. Yes. Can I just say that? I mean, the, I think the revenge is done perfectly in this episode. It's it just pretty dang good. doesn't end up well for the people <laughs> doing the revenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I know. We have both been so busy. Like, it's... Yeah, and so I'll, that's kind of my coffee corner. This week is one of so it's been it's just been a busy summer. Everyone's summer's busy and now. Everyone's kind of starting to go back to school yes. or uh, whatever it may be. I kind of have this week ahead of me that is daunting, but it shouldn't be. It should be just I need to just embrace it and roll with it. But it is something every single night until Friday night when generally something pops yes. up and someone's like, "Hey, do you want to do something?" Uh, it's just an event and whether it's work related or, you know, like extracurricular related, it's just, when is your volleyball done? September 5th. Okay. Ooh, my voice just went away. Did you, but you're not, are you, you going to make that match? Yeah. I know, have a, I know you have a work thing that, that day. I have a whole, a work thing that literally goes <laughs> from what, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. that sundown, day. basically. Thank you for reminding me. I have another really busy day yes, ahead of me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. And so we have about two or three weeks left, and it's been a lot of fun. It always is. We do two of the seasons. There's an early and a late, and so it's always a bunch of fun. We have a fun team, and helps that we have some tall people who are good at volleyball too. <laughs> yeah, always helps. But yeah, so I'm kind of looking ahead to this week and attempting to put on, you know, like my big girl pants and be like, all right, you can handle this. Just dive in and kind of just go full speed till Thursday. That's yeah. kind of where I'm at. So if you see me with an extra coffee, <laughs> um, there is this coffee shop that is near my house and they have a coffee called the Hammerhead. Is it really? Mm-hmm. It's at the Copy Smith. Shout out to them because I love love their little shop. And it's what, a year old maybe a year now, a year or two? Yeah. And the hammerhead is, I think it's like a strong poured over coffee with an extra shot of espresso. Jeez. And I got it one time. It might be one of those weeks for the <laughs> hammerhead. It is Shark it was Shark Week last week. I think it was a couple weeks, weeks ago. ago. All right. Well, I'm celebrating late. I feel like that's lost its luster. No, I don't know. If I ca- if it catches me in passing, Literally I get uh, I get hooked. <laughs> oh, oh, double. <laughs> All right, I'm done now. What's uh, your copy? No, like, I agree. Like we've had something every weekend. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna have something every weekend until like the middle weekend in September. Like it's just nuts. Yeah. And all sometimes you want to do is just sit at home and not do. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But soon it will be the winter. And you'll want to be outside exactly. and you can't be and yeah. Yeah. So I kind of just keep thinking of that. And I, like I said, I think two episodes ago, I am getting way too excited for fall. And we're yes, getting closer we're getting and close. closer it's and I cannot wait. Getting real. I cannot wait for it to be here. All right. So this episode is, like I said, episode seven of yes. season two, The Revenge. George takes revenge on his boss for not hiring him back after he quit and was rude to him. And Jerry and Kramer take revenge on a dry cleaner after Jerry accuses him of stealing $1,500 from his laundry bag. Both of these are so stupid. I'm b- Disagree. Funny. It first aired on April 18th, 1991. <laughs> so you say it's stupid. I say they're amazing. It is amazing in a stupid <laughs> way because George went ballistic. I mean, he didn't get 
in the first iteration, no. But when he comes back and pretends as if nothing is wrong, that's amazing. It makes me physically uncomfortable. So I'm gonna. That's that leads Sorry, me to, to, to uh, the true story. I okay. Go. Did you read that? You no, I didn't. Okay. Go. So Larry David, who's the co-creator and basically the lead writer on the show, right? He once quit Saturday Night Live midway through the 1984-85 season, but felt he had made a mistake when he got home. So he was able to actually get back on staff after he went off on him like that. It's a real thing, which is why the, there are there have been times when I wanted to walk into a boss's office and say exactly yeah. the same thing. Yeah. But you didn't. I didn't because I knew I wouldn't be able to get the job back. I guess I haven't ever been in this situation where, one, either I, I didn't have an outlet where I could at least say what I was thinking sure. to someone and not quit. Um, and then the other time that I walked in and said exactly what I wanted to say, I quit and I was like, adios. Oh, I'm not walking back in that door. <laughs> I knew that I was, I was peacing out. And no one could stop yeah. me, and I wasn't coming exactly. back to it. Um, even though they, of course, pulled the doors always open. Kind of a no, kind no, of a no, moon. No, it's like I'm leaving for a reason, exactly. and you're the reason. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it just made me cringe watching him come yeah. back and him being like, "Is that Sansa at the end of the table?" And I'm what? like, "That wasn't real." <laughs> it was just bad. Oh boy, good but bad. Uh, so anyway, this is the first episode that mentions Newman. Yes, we don't actually get to meet him. Right. But we get a mention of him. I mean, you get to know of him and the, I don't know, the perception that would be around him for episodes to come. So they did actually try and cast him because there was a couple lines, I guess, um, for him in the show that eventually didn't make it. Uh, do you know who Tim Russ is? Tim Russ. He no, I'm going to look him up right now. He went on Star now, Trek. Uh, I didn't recognize him. Okay. And also William Thomas Jr. He was on the Cosby show for a short period of time. Uh, also, is that Tim Russ? It is. Oh, yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was a Star. So yeah, neither of them were obviously cast as Newman, um, which is good because I think the guy that they got—I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now—but he was so much better in that role. Um, which we'll talk about him when he actually makes an appearance on the show. Wayne Knight. Yes, thank you. You're Wayne welcome. Knight. I needed to do. I needed to because he's. Obviously, you also think of him in Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, Park. So absolutely. Just needed to throw that out there because I was like, "I'm that's going to annoy me if I can't think of his name." Um. All right. So, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I can't. The word starts. I. Uh, I mean, I think it just starts with. I mean, the scene where he comes back to me. I just like jump to that every single time, and they kick him out, and but. There's always that awkward thing where you're looking around the table because he's surrounded by his former peers, yep. and you, as one of those peers, in those awkward situations, you're like, don't point me out. Don't talk oh, yeah. to me. Oh, yeah. Let me just get through this. And he does that. He's like, Tom, haven't I always, or I can't remember the guy's name, you know, haven't I always been on time or been here or there? And then he's like, um, not really. <laughs> you haven't always been a jokester. It's just awkward. Like, there's no good way. That's George. It's perfect. I know it's perfect. And then they go back to Jerry's apartment, and he's like, "How about being becoming a general manager of a baseball team?" Yeah, really hard job to get. That's like my dream. One of my dream jobs growing up would have been to like do that. I mean, I think oh, really? every kid's dream, every boy's dream job is to, to work in sports. Well, yeah. And I did that for a time, to, and yeah. that was fun. Yeah. And then I left. Tennis, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. 
But I also worked in I also worked in uh, sports information in college, so like gotcha. media relations side. So I got to see that side of it. Interesting. But an interesting. But it's you're working all the time. Yeah, I don't know how you would actually. There's never have a night a off, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then Jerry and uh, Jerry uses a service to do his laundry, mm-hmm. which I wanted to just mention that I don't know what it's like in like Chicago or. Um, LA probably has those kinds of services. Like we definitely don't have those here in the Midwest where we tape our show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a huge deal in the city. Like you drop off your laundry and you pay by the pound. They wash it and fold it for weird. you. Um, super weird. We never did it because um, it's ex- like it's expensive. But when that. you think about the time it takes to do your laundry, because typically like you have to walk it there, and if it's a long walk, you got to stay there. Fight for machines. Yep. Um, which is just obnoxious. And you'd have to fold it before you leave because you can't get home and right, you gotta be all crumpled. Right. Yeah. I'm just so glad I never had experience. There's that, certain that was things of city parts. life that yeah. I know for a fact I would not do well with. <laughs> Luckily the first apartment I had it was right across the street, so literally we could walk in, drop it off, or get get a machine and just mm-hmm. go back home. And then the other one was down the street, so it was kind of a similar situation. But I only used the laundry about one time and it was in college in our in house unit, which the dryer you had to like physically shake oh to God. get started. So we knew it happened eventually. <laughs> and we got the dryer repaired, but in the meantime, we had to run to the laundromat, which was, I don't know. I mean, we had to drive there. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then you had to sit, and sit it was and just wait. sit and wait, and it was and kind it just, of creepy. Like, yeah. I like, I, I picked out my corner, I had my exit chosen. Oh, my God. And like, the sweetest people were in there. They yeah, were nice. For sure. But of course, the first, you know, the first unit I chose wasn't working. So get your clothes on. Yeah, yeah. In there. So just the whole ordeal. Something I wasn't, I wasn't uh, yeah. up for. <laughs> Sounds bad, but <sighs> I, I've never had to live that way. So fingers crossed. Where? No, you were going. Fine. No, I was going to. We can talk about George's revenge or Jerry's revenge. Um, They're both great. Let's go with George first. So George, yeah, he's gonna slip him a Mickey. <laughs> and the Lane's bar attempt is also oh equally my God. cringeworthy. The sneeze, the I I, I drive naked, <laughs> I cook naked, nudist colony <laughs> type of thing. Because okay, have you ever tried to? help out a friend in that way where what are going to drug their boss no not where they're drugging their <laughs> boss but I don't whether it's so. like feeling out a situation like oh does like does this person like my friend or if you're just trying to distract a person have you ever no, been part of a ever. grand scheme no, like that I can't think of anything I can't either but there there were certain times where I was like have I done this though there's something in my memory that I'm probably not recalling. Yeah. I think I've done it before where you're trying to just distract. I'm sure, but yeah, never to this level. Um, so what I wanted to say, though, about the Mickey, because I was curious about Mickey. Like, mm-hmm. he's essentially using a date rape drug on this guy is what it is. Right, which um, would probably not be acceptable to it would the definitely, show. It would not this... work as a joke in today's mm, world. Nope. Um, so what's super interesting is... The name of the Mickey is actually the Mickey Finn. Uh, it's named for a guy in Chicago. He ran the Lone Star Saloon and Palm Garden Restaurant. Oh, that sounds uh, From 1896 to 1903. And he would drug customers and rob them. Uh, he was eventually arrested and put in jail. Um, he had a long rap sheet. But this, so this dates back 100 years. 
Interesting. Yeah. I was going to say that sounds like a shoot 'em up it is. type yeah, of yeah. name, Mickey. So it was just I was reading about it. Um, oh, funny. Yeah, that's a Mickey. That's where it comes from. Interesting. So they try, they get it done. Yes. They try and he and drinks it. Intercept, but that is not. <laughs> and it's just like the whole thing around George. I was just yeah. like, oh my god, oh my god. Uh. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. No. I. They can't. Uh. I also noticed, though, so in that scene when uh, Rick's got his drink sitting on the counter and Mm -hmm. Elaine's talking to him and George gets up close to him, he puts the Mickey on the counter next to the drink and then he reaches out and dumps it in as if no one would notice. I I mean, it's a tiny little vial. Right. (laughs) We never claimed that George would be like a perfect villain, criminal of any sort. No, I agree. Not happening. Okay, so now Jerry's revenge. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, who who puts first off fifteen hundred dollars in cash? In cash? Yeah. Well, uh, in well, the, yeah. Uh, I don't understand. I don't understand how you do that. <laughs> where does that actually? Where should that live? Rather than in your laundry? Yeah. Well, he, we never know how he got like why he got the fifteen hundred dollars, which is like who's walking around with that kind of cash? No, not me. Not me. Um, and, of course, the laundry guy was like, okay, I'm not I didn't gonna, take I it. I didn't do it. Blah, blah, blah. And oh, Kramer. <laughs> like, everything he touches. He was, last episode, it was he was faked being a police being officer. Faked being a police officer. That's right. And now this one with the revenge. What did you think of that? I, I thought it was amazing. <laughs> uh, and what's more amazing is I found a quote from Michael Richards about this episode. Okay. Uh, he says, quote, it wasn't the show's best episode. But I like the revenge when I put dry cement into the washing machine. It was a four and a half minute routine. I was getting the stuff in my eyes, spilling it on top of the machine. That kind of comedy is very special to my heart. It's hard, it's hard comedy comedy to do on TV. So he was really having that shit happen to him, which just makes it even more amazing because that shit is heavy. I was gonna say that's no easy feat, yeah. and he's doing it. Yeah, oh, that makes the scene so much more valuable. I was gonna to me. say that, like that. I like where he's like. Saying that that would be something that would stick with him, yeah. it would, it would. Well, can you and imagine like dumping cement? No, in no. <laughs> you know how bad that would be. Oh my god! Some, some people choose bubbles for fountains, yes. um, or you know to overload the dishwasher or the washing machine or whatever, and they choose cement. Cement. Because bubbles like, you can deal with in a washing machine. Like you just run are, it a couple times and right. you'll be fine. I think. Cement, you're never going to get it back. They really stuck it to Vic on this Yes, one. they Let's did. Put it that way. So good. Just put it that way. So what, he then afterwards, where did Kramer find the money? It was in... Uh, I'm totally blanking. But he was, found it. He found it. It was in the clothes, right? All along. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, well. Yeah. Well, so then they had to go pay Vic because uh, Vic knew it was them. <sighs> neither of the g- neither of the criminals in this case were very good. Yeah. Were very good at all. But I liked I liked that they kind of split it into two parts and yeah. showed the equal revenge. I don't know. Like I said in the beginning, revenge is fun when it works. And it didn't work. It didn't necessarily yeah. work in this case. Not really. But it made it fun. It did. <laughs> it did. I don't even know the last time that I tried to get revenge on somebody. 
Like, I don't even know what that would be in, as an adult in the real world. Oh, like real revenge or play revenge? Like playful. Sure, playful is different. Playful, like, I'm going to get you back. Yeah. Type of revenge. I'd have to think about when the last time I did that, though, too. Same. Yeah. Because uh, mm. I was like, I'm hidden, you know, like hide and seek and scared the shit out of someone, but that's not necessarily <laughs> revenge. No. Revenge is like you... Getting them back when you're not right, there. Right, Yeah, so you don't necessarily get to witness it. Right. Oh, no, okay, I have one from recent okay. memory. Um, we had had a few drinks, let's preface it that way. Oh my god, I know where this is going. I, we this can, is so good. There might be a visual that could assist in this, in this story. Uh, we had a full cake in our kitchen, and for some reason we hadn't touched it. We had been grilling out with a group of family and friends, and the night was winding down, like I said, we had had a few drinks, and... My husband, for some reason, decided to just, like, put his face in the cake. I think he just had been drinking, and he just really wanted some frosting and just skipped the fork. after it. That was totally fine, but, of course, some fell onto the floor. The dogs were all about it. And as I'm leaning down to help pick up, he smashes the cake oh, in my God. face. And it was a fully frosted angel food cake. So it just, it's not like your cute little bunt cake. It covers your entire entire face and in your hair and everything and as I was like in shock I had I ended up somehow with the cake well it stuck to my face so I pulled it off my face and then it was in my hand and my poor brother-in-law to the left of me was just laughing innocently as a stand you know just bystander. bystander and I just I couldn't resist and so I hit him with the cake <laughs> Oh, it was everywhere. We spent oh, 20 minutes cleaning up the kitchen. So that wasn't necessarily revenge because I should have done something to Zach. Right. But poor Brandon was that, just standing over yeah. there innocently. And I'll I never forget getting resist. those snaps. I think I watched those like when I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, what the hell we, happened? Cr- I was crying. I was laughing so oh, hard. I so think good. one of his cousins in the background, who was a man, yelled like a woman and I was think I laughed at that almost harder than I did the cake like planting in my face it was a childish moment for sure his whole family was like what happened yeah well, just being, so good though. Eh, why not yeah a little wasteful on the food side but eh, who cares it's fine okay that was a good episode yes, too great episode uh, real life revenge yes I love it as always this is the podcast about nothing As we've proven. Yes. (laughs) And we'll prove it again next week. (laughs) Sounds good. Adios, muchacho. This is Richard of Richard and Claire, and it truly means the world to us that you listen to this show. If you loved it, please give us a rating wherever you're listening and tell your friends about it. If you'd like to send us a message, you can email us at apodcastaboutnothing7 at gmail.com. That's apodcastaboutnothing and the number 7 at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at nothing podcast 7 that's nothing podcast and then the number 7 thanks so much this podcast is mixed and produced by sprout media a digital agency in des moines iowa founded in 2016 by two millennials tired of seeing the same old marketing tactics they tackle everything from planning and strategy design and development all the way through to implementation and execution to deliver exceptional results for their clients They partner with passionate brands around the country in the creation of creative marketing campaigns, including podcasts just like this one. 
You can find them online at ghostsproutmedia.com or on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ghost Sprout Media.